tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only sarah farasia david by the way you know it's pride month and we haven't even talked about have you been out to a bunch of pride parades i mean have you have you taken a second to leave the microphone and and get a rainbow t-shirt on i mean what are we doing let me tell you something no I have just been like, just, yeah, honestly, I've just been working. How about your pride? Like, what have you been doing for pride? You know, I have to say, and I, I, I consider myself an ally because, you know, I have four gunkles. I have two. My mom is one of 10 children. Two of her brothers are gay. She's like many, like she's so many. She had a gay aunt, like back when you weren't even gay, like that woman was out. We have a lot of gay family members. So my gunkles were with their husbands for like 30 plus years each. Some of my gunkles have died. Anyway, so I'm a big ally. And for years, I would do Pride Parade in D.C. Like for the radio station, we'd be on a float. We'd have so much fun. But I don't know. I haven't done anything recently. I just I just haven't. There was a I, I should I should have gone to the WeHo uh, Pride Parade. It looked amazing here. Lance you know what it is, though? Yeah, Lance was there. Garcelle um, and uh, Sutton were in a car. But I just... I'm going to say this with all due respect for my brothers and sisters that are in the community with me. You're over it. I mean, look, I'm in the Hamptons. I am coming to New to LA tomorrow. Um, Going to that LA West Hollywood pride parade. I would rather take glass, step on it and chill it. Honestly, it looks that type of stuff looks horrible to me. I've been there. I have done that. I have gone to hundreds of prize parades. I don't want to go to the village Halloween parade in New York. When I went to Tom Sandoval and the most extras, as I stated, I was so excited because I said, 
what a lovely evening this is going to be. There's going to be 13 people here and we can like pick up our feet, have a drink, pretend like we're home, laying, we, we, we might even lay down and watch Tom. It was packed. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't like these big fucking, you know how when you say, let's go to these 12 things. And I say, this homeless, not toothless benefit. This is the one we're going to attend. This is going to be a good one. X. I just have, I got to go with my six cents. Sometimes I'm wrong, but no, those big crowds, but happy pride. So happy to be part of it. I went to the Glad Awards where I had a seat and I had friends and a seat and, you know, the chicken, you would have loved the chicken dinner. You love the dinner at Toothless, love, not I, homeless. I, love the I, chicken dinner. I ate there because I'm like, I don't need to come face to face with Margaret and have drama. You saw her Jackie Goldschneider. Um, you know, I don't like these limb, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it didn't I it, it did not look that busy. It didn't look all that well attended. I don't know. You know, I almost wonder if it's like. I don't know. You know, I just a, a little bit. I wonder if it's, you know, how everything has its life cycle, like everything kind of runs its course. I don't know. I wonder if it's like kind of hit its peak. You think you know pride I mean? has had its its peak, Sarah? Now people <laughs> are going to come for you guys. I This is not my statement. I didn't just say that. Let me let me make that clear. So everyone, when you come into the comments, you come for Sarah. Go like, on. I, I, I'd love to hear this. Everything this has a life cycle. I'm just wondering if it's, you know, look, I almost think of it too as like the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. You know, I mean, in the 80s, it was at its peak. All right. Yeah, everybody wanted to be an Eagle Scout. And like, were you an Eagle Scout? Did you ever do Boy Scouts? Fuck that. No. <laughs> All right. Well, like everyone wanted to be a Girl Scout Sorry. and sell so many goddamn cookies that you like, I don't know, got a sweatshirt. And then it's just like now nobody does. It. I, I don't know. And it's not that, you know, it's not that kids aren't great and it's not that gay people aren't amazing. It's just I don't know. I just wonder if it's like shifting to something else. It just doesn't seem like it has the same oomph. Listen, Sarah, we got a lot going on. And so um, <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, I think gay rights in 2023 are worse than uh, 1950. Well, they so are. We, we got they a are. lot of problems here, girl. No, we do. Look, we're kind of going backwards. That's what I'm saying. It's it's maybe we need pride more than ever. It just seems like it's okay when all the haters come for you because you said the the fad of pride is over, guys. I didn't say it. I stand with my trans brothers and sisters. I stand with my gays, my lesbians. Be who you are. I just read the the LA Times story of Elliot Page. I mean, you know, you should be who you are. Page Boy is his new book. I'm just wondering, I don't know, in this very contentious time, you know, sometimes it's like if everybody, if you just kind of give things a break, sometimes things are okay. But I'm, I'm sure people will. I have a lot to say about that. Well, Whatever. guess what? Right, move on. Okay, fine. Yeah, come. I can, loved be being Sarah Fraser show. Tell me your thoughts. You'll hate me for something else. They say I don't know what, what. What do they say about me? They say something else. Oh, that um, I don't even know what. Um, speaking of Margaret and the Glad Awards, here's a question, a serious question I have for you. This is an actual, real question. Next season, when Melissa Gorga and Margaret Josephs are both not on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Will they be meeting for lunch? Will they keep in touch? Will they stay friends? Or will Melissa and Margaret next season when they're not on RHO&J just, you know, have drifted apart and not speak? And all of this was just a friendship for the show. This is a real question. I I say the latter, but I don't want to lead you down a road. 
I disagree. I was going to say the the first. I think they'll remain friends because as our friend, Brandy Glanville, said, if you do not have a friend, you are not on the show. You have to have friends. You well, they're to- not going to be on the show. That is my point. Well, but isn't that, haven't we talked about this? It's kind of how they got the reboot of Miami. The women all looked, they all kept hanging out together and posting online. And, you know, they they kind of created this like buzz around them, what they were doing. And then they got Miami. So if Melissa and Maj are not on next season, I think we're going to see a lot of them on social media faking it until they make it again. To remind everyone. And guess what? Listen, if this RHUGT Rony works, we might see a whole new dynamic where we start to take, you know, and if you really think about it, it was interesting to mash up the women. It really was. But after RHUGT3, which flatline, hello, is, is, is anyone there? Time of death. Um, If you think about it, taking a bunch of women that were on the same franchise that have these interpersonal dramas maybe that is the way to go i don't know i mean we have to see the fourth installment with brandy and miss manzo i don't know i i my point is i really now that the reunion of new jersey has come and gone i really don't see how we're moving forward with margaret and melissa i just don't see it everyone thinks i'm team Teresa. i'm not i'm really not i really really have met Teresa. tree hugger I have met them both in real life so many times. Trust me when I say I am not team Teresa or team Melissa. I just don't see how this show is going to go forward with Melissa on it. And I just think the toxicity is associated with Margaret last season. I really think a pause. Look here. You know why I think Melissa and Margaret are going? Do you know what really is making me clear? That Beverly Hills, that is what is doing it. The fact that Beverly Hills has wrapped and we have no leaks of any drama and everyone says it's because Lisa's not there. I just think it's because there ain't none. It's going to be a light season. And I think Bravo is thrilled to reset this franchise and go back to like light fluff about the name of the dog and did the dog be returned in month? All this like fake drama, not real stuff. I think that they're going to do the same with New Jersey. And I really think, I don't think they want to get rid of Melissa. I think if they did, they would, this wouldn't even be a pause. I think they would just keep going. I think that they're trying to figure it out. And I think at the end of the day, they're not going to be able to move forward with Teresa and Melissa. And I think that Margaret is going to go with Melissa. I really do. And I think if, I think they would get rid of Margaret before Melissa. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. But I still don't see how they could keep Melissa. I just don't see it. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see a pathway either unless I mean. I don't know. Does does one of Teresa's daughters end up, quote unquote, reconciling with Melissa and Joe? Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there's got to be like a thread, right? There has to be something 
that the audience believes that the, these people listening are not dumb. They have to believe some of it. And you don't think that you could almost simultaneously run like two different shows. You could kind of have, you could be following Melissa and Joe. Maybe you get rid of Margaret. Um, Melissa's interacting with some of the other women. And then, you know, midway through the season, she's reunited with Teresa. They've given it some time. I'm sure other things are going to go down with Louis. I mean, even we'll get into this tax bill that, you know, was released this week about Teresa. how much uh, Teresa owns. I mean, I yeah. Know. Is yes. there a way? I mean, I, I it's interesting, right? Because a, a couple months ago, you were saying like, they're definitely getting rid of Melissa. Then now throughout this season, it seems like Melissa's won a lot of fans. They don't want to get rid of her. They don't. And everyone's like, Andy says, Andy says, Andy says, I don't give a fuck what Andy says. It's a pause. New Jersey has filmed two weeks or a week after. And I know for a fact from certain cast members, all season, I was being told by actual cast members, we're starting to film in June. We're starting to film in June. We're starting to film in June. This was confirmed by multiple people, which they always did. And then I was told, we were told to get on planes and go fly away and have a great summer. And then I was told, we're now being told, we don't know when we're actually filming. September is not guaranteed. But even if it is September, that doesn't matter. It's still a pause because they can't figure it out. I agree. If they really wanted to just get rid of Melissa, it was that simple. I don't even know if that's necessarily a pause, I think. But I think you do also need to like let time pass. But I think the more Bravo sits with it and tries, like I have tried. I have tried. I've put everyone on my proverbial whiteboard and moved them around. I can't figure out how to keep Melissa and Teresa. I can't. And I'm not saying I'm a more of a Teresa fan. I just think we're not getting rid of Teresa. It's just that simple. I don't care about Louis's legalities and everyone's like, oh yeah, we're not getting rid of Teresa. No, no, no. And now they're like Louis's like Louis's a liability. Well, Jen Shaw was a liability. We have a lot of liabilities. They don't care until you go to you are escorted off. They don't care that Louis allegedly and all this. They don't, that's not a liability. That's called good TV. Let's, let's lead him to the cliff. So he falls off according to Bravo. And when he goes crashing over the cliff and Teresa's left in shambles, maybe then we'll figure it out and we'll care. But Bravo doesn't give a fuck. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I mean, look, I mean, clearly they don't, they don't care. I mean, Ramon is back. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They're like, they don't care. I mean, people need to like, no network does. I mean, I, look at look at look at TLC with all these people. I mean, you know, TLC. Um, you guys know I'm an expert on all these 90 day fiance shows, all this stuff. They repeatedly have on women that abuse men physically, like abuse them, push them, ram their cars, and they would never, ever, ever allow a man to do that to a woman on the show. But because it's the opposite, they don't care. They ignore it. People people have demanded they change. They're never going to change. They don't give a shit. The ratings are great. They don't care. And if they, they do, don't they do care. temporarily, they do it for one season and then they're right back because toxic women, it's great for television. So, and it's the same with Bravo. You know, I, we went through this social, you know, movement for a hot second. Now they don't care. I mean, none of, and, and again, I think, I think Nini would be back in a heartbeat regardless of the racial um, lawsuit, which she didn't win. Um, but I think there's a lot more behind the scenes there personally. Obviously, I think it's a, a personal thing between she and Andy now. There's been many rumors for a long time that it, that it plagued her, that she's very, very difficult to work with. You know, so, I mean, if you're very difficult, they won't put up with you. 
that that's the other thing they will but i mean everybody says Teresa is like easy to work with like she'll do whatever they want she never complains i've been at many filmings and i have witnessed her from afar yeah look is she smiling is she thrilled to be there no but she really clocks in does the job and clocks out and that's easy to work she doesn't she doesn't care she doesn't care yep Burris, Candy's notorious, never asking for an edit. I mean, Candy gets it. Candy knows this is a platform to do everything else. The restaurants, Todd's films, her music. So I, you know, I don't know. No, we're never getting rid of Teresa and Louie. And now with the girls getting older, it's really fascinating to see if they're going to be weaved onto the show. So Um, how do you keep Melissa? I mean, yes, listen, they've done it before where she hasn't been speaking to Kathy, with with Kaylee, like, Jacqueline like could they have two shows and like I mean one show and exist and but the thing is I just think the people don't really I think five years ago they would have this would have been a no-brainer but I think now people are so over this it's like it's like Lisa Rinna it's gone too far and Margaret is associated I'm not blaming her I'm just saying like a Diana Jenkins with a lot of the toxicity I just think if you want to change the show and get rid of Melissa that would change it so drastically I just think, I just think they're going to get rid of Margaret at the same time. I do. I really think that's where we're going to go. And we're going to rebuild without those two and without Jackie and without Jen Fessler. That is just, I don't know. I have other ideas in my mind, which I've talked about. I just think that is the most logical one. People are really, I mean, the fans from my weekly Patreon with Kim, it's so ugly. I mean, the comments are literal. They wish death upon the other side. You're either team Teresa or you're team Melissa. And it is so, I mean, Kim and I get like hundreds and hundreds, thousands of comments all weekend on our YouTube. Like people are so invested. It's so dark. Bravo doesn't want that. They don't want it. They don't. They want the ratings, but not this. It's time to reset. I I really don't know where you go from here. I am actually open to suggestions. I am open to ideas. I don't see it. That's just me. I don't see any other option. Okay. What do you make of Teresa's $1 million alleged tax bill? And where is this coming from? What does Kim D say about this? Is this is this from Juicy Joe days? Or is this just like every year she's just making so much money in appearances, the television show, book deals, she just hasn't paid. And by the way, her team came out and said... Teresa has been aware of this tax bill for a while. She makes diligent quarterly payments. She's she's on it. She's not in the rears like the IRS is away. You know what I mean? Because obviously, you know this. You can work out a tax payment plan with the IRS, especially if you have your own you know business, which I'm sure she does. Look, I mean, I I always say gun to the head, meaning like, let's not overthink it. I'm going to put you in box A or box B. Are you a good girl or a bad girl? You know, to me, Jen Shaw was always in the bad girl category. Joe Gorga, bad girl. I think there's things there that are not above board. Louis Aurelius, bad girl. I'm not I'm not analyzing the degree of badness. I'm just saying you're either A or you're B. I truly believe in my heart, without overthinking it, Teresa is not a scammer. I truly believe that. I truly believe if someone says you're going to get in trouble, what you're doing is not legal. Yes, she signed papers. Yes, she committed a felony. Yes, she went to jail. I am not team Teresa. Please understand. I have had so many interactions with this woman where I'm like, you are a rude fucking bitch. But 
I don't believe that she's, I believe she's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Sure, she signed that because she's old school Italian. Kim D is old school. Joe Juicy Joe, I just had on my podcast. He's old school the way he talks about women. Joe Gorga, they're old school. So, but I believe if Teresa understands something is not legal, you know, and that she's not paying tax. So I believe that Teresa's working it out and paying. And I believe that she's not a dirty, there's no dirty money. And she's not trying to like buy the daughters an extra pair of Gucci to like get money. And I, don't believe that with Louie. I don't believe that with Joe Gorga. Margaret, no, I think Margaret doesn't want to pay people. And I think there's stuff going on there. That's just my opinion, people. My opinion. Well, Margaret's lost a lawsuit again. You know, and so like, I believe that. What was that, that lawsuit? What was that about? I mean, which one? Well, her, her, she had to pay $165,000 to these people. I don't even, when I see her name, I don't even read you guys. Um, she also what happened recently she had a her accountant she didn't pay the accountant a lot of these people just don't want to pay for their services that they engage people for which again i didn't even realize that was a thing in the world until housewives like i didn't realize you can hire like a home painter a home contractor a lawyer accountant and then just have the services and then just decide you don't want to pay the bills the things these people go through accountants and lawyers i mean man I know. I, it's, I know. It's the chaos. It's like I couldn't even do the chaos of it. You know, um, I told you like, when we started doing our ads, I have never five years later had a penny of ad revenue not paid. I've been paid to all like you. I do your ad. you got to pay me. And if you don't, it's not going to go well. So I don't understand like the opposite. I pay everything. I pay everything. Someone's like, you haven't paid in three months. I'm like, what? Because I mean, I'm busy. I'm busy. Like, I don't know if it's, what do you mean the cable bill is not on automatic fucking payment? When did this happen? What do you mean I owe $1,000 over? Like when I hear that I owe money, I go fucking insane. I go screaming. I'm like, get this on fucking automatic payment. I can't go through this every month. And then I pay the balance immediately. That happens. But just to knowingly say like, so Margaret settled the thing with her lawyer where she owed, I mean, her accountant. Apparently, I think she owed, I forgot how much she owed, but she paid $2,000, which I think is way less than she owed. She just didn't want to pay the services, I guess. I don't know. Unbelievable. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. Mm. Um, okay, I'm, I'm so curious to see what your prediction is going to be. What do you think of the reunion so far with RHONJ? Which now is over by the time everyone heard this. Um, I feel, look, I mean... Do you think it was that explosive? Like, did you think it was like everything you hoped it would be and more? Like what, I mean... I mean, it's like, I kind of knew what to expect. Look, I mean, Melissa is a viable opponent. You know, Melissa isn't, you know, look, I think she's somewhat afraid for her job. Like she wants her job. I think that if we had to do this all over again, starting from a year and a half ago and not going to the wedding, I think Melissa and Joe would play this much differently, but that's you think they would have gone. Okay. I think to save their job, if they really, like this, again, I go back to this. I go back to like Luann and other housewives. I just don't know why you can't separate the job. Like Kyle Richards is great at it. Like why can't Candy Burris, to your point, like it's so much money, just punch in and punch out. And it's so much harder when it is family. I get it. Do you know what I mean? But like, Mm -hmm. I just don't know why. I, I really do. In my heart of heart, I think if Melissa and Joe can go back and just say, who the fuck cares? I mean, Melissa makes over a million dollars in her salary. 
which is another reason why I think she's going to be gone. It's a high salary. It, listen, let me make it clear. The reason Roni is exploded after season 13, it's like Luann, a million dollars, and 900, whatever. Sonia, 800. Ramona, wow. a million. Like we had huge salaries that show cost so much. I think when you're having these problems, I don't think Melissa's salary lost her the job, but I think when you're having these problems and someone makes that salary and Margaret is way up there, probably like 700,000, it's time. Um, so I do think Joe and Melissa, if they know what they know now and that it really might be over and it may not be over, I might be wrong, but I don't know who wants to watch another season. I mean, I think it's so strange. We're going to have Melissa in her life and Teresa in her life, I guess, but isn't that stupid? Do you want to watch that? I mean, does, does anyone want to watch Melissa's A storyline and Teresa's B storyline and they never really come together? Do, I mean, do people want to watch that on one show called The Real Housewives of New Jersey? Maybe they do. I don't think I do. I don't know. People are pretty invested in Melissa and Joe Gorka now. You know what I mean? I don't they know. Are. Um, Maybe. They've been with us a long time. We're very nostalgic for people. So, you know, and they are, I mean, yes, Teresa is the most synonymous with the Jersey franchise, 100%. But I mean, right behind them are Melissa and Joe. 100%. They so, are number two. I do think, again, I think I, I just. Maybe. Maybe that's how they'll work it out. I mean, look, I think having two shows, eight, eight to nine what are we going to call it? The Real Housewives of New Jersey dash Melissa Gorga. At nine o'clock, we're going to have the Real Housewives of New Jersey dash Teresa. I don't know. I mean, that'd be a great programming option for Bravo if it works. We would have a blockbuster at eight and a blockbuster at nine. You know how I have two-part interviews? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it would be a great programming move for them if it worked. If it worked, maybe. Maybe you're right. I also, I mean, I just, I, I feel like they've learned lessons from the past. I mean, they had really good ratings this past season. I mean, do they get rid of Margaret Josephs? I mean, she's mm -hmm. kind of a Rinna. She's just shit starter. You know, if they did this kind of separate hybrid show, I mean, don't we need Margaret to sort of be with, with, with Melissa? Yes. If and, you do you that, a hundred percent. Margaret's always working her way in with somebody else and causing drama. So then there's the crossover. I mean, I get what you're saying, and maybe it comes down to the salaries. The salaries are too high, but I just feel like they've learned not to rock the boat. And if it's working at all, I think they're going to keep the same people. I mean, again, I I think Beverly Hills is going to go one of two ways, which now we know Beverly Hills will be back November 1st. So yes. November 1, 2023, we will have a brand new season. And uh, New York launches what? July what? 9th? 7-16, honey. Get ready. Get your apple out of the closet, girlfriend. Well, I got messages from people that said they've done a deep dive on all the women and this cast is unbelievable and I should give it a chance and it's going to be great. Oh, like I said, I'm super fascinated by Jenna Lyons alone, so I will be watching. Um, Guys. And I hope it does well. Supposedly, it's they're, they're putting a lot into this. I hope so. I'm not a negative person, guys. I mean, I love to watch things. Selling, Selling Sunset season six. It just dropped a month ago on Netflix. Oh, yeah. How's that doing? I don't care. I loved it. It was great. Really? Season six was as good as season one, as far as I'm concerned. We got rid of Christine Quinn, the biggest part of the show. Guess what? It didn't miss a beat. We got Nicole and we got Brie. Nick Cannon's, one of Nick Cannon's 11 baby mamas. 
baby mama. It's so weird. I don't know. Maybe because I just have to watch so many shows. And right <sighs> now I'm in the throes of watching every episode of The Curious Case of Natalia Barnett. You know, she's the little person orphan that we don't know whether she was six or, you know, 22. I don't care about selling sunset at all. The other day I needed <sighs> something to watch because my husband has like been in the hospital. So I turn it on. I was just like, why do I care less about this? Do people really like it? Is it doing well? Because see, I think you never really know the streamer shows. If you're, they the put out what they want you to know. With the streamer shows, look, there's a lot of controversy about why Bling Empire was canceled. I think, I mean, Ratings. I live, I, you're not supposed to say where I live, but I do have security. I live in the same building as Kevin Kreider from Bling Empire in Los Angeles when I'm there. But it's a streamer. So do you know, I actually think part of Bling Empire was the salaries. I think that they're so rich. This is real money that they're just like, well, I'm not doing this and filming this for three months if I'm not getting this much because I don't need anything. You would think it's the opposite, but I could see it. I don't know. I think salaries had something to do with it. I don't it. know. I mean, I, I just don't see uh, who says no to television. I mean, who like, you well, know, what Kevin I Kreider living in my building did not because he's not, you know, Anna Shea worth $500 million or Mimi, Mimi Morris is worth like a billion or like 800 million or something. I just don't think you say no to a Netflix. You don't. No, Netflix has like the biggest audience. I, I think it comes down to ratings. It's like when Hulu goes, oh, the Kardashians are a number one show. Well, show us the numbers. They never show you the numbers. They just say that. They can say anything they want. I don't believe it's the number one show anymore. I don't. I love the Kardashians. I think they're, I, I love, I, they are, I mean, they're unbelievable. They're, they're icons of television, even beyond reality TV. But I do believe they've hit their peak. And I don't, I don't think that many people are watching, but they're going to say, oh, we're number one, you know? Well, as far as selling Sunset, I know. I, I, I mean, I maybe I, I think I'm superficial and that's part of it, but like, they're just so gorgeous. Um, and I love real estate porn. Like what drama? I mean, I guess maybe people are watching. Oh, well, honey. Well, honey, Chelsea does not approve of Brie being the baby mama of Nick Cannon. And she does not approve of the fact that Brie is okay with Nick Cannon, uh, you know, sleeping with all these women and having children all over. Darling. Right. And let me tell you, Nicole, who's been at the Oppenheim group forever. Well, her and Chriselle have a big problem because Chriselle was put on a listing 10, 10, three years ago by Jason. And she feels Jason only put her on the listing because Jason wants her to sleep with her, which is really, you're now you're insulting Jason. And she feels Chriselle got too much credit. Well, guess what? Chriselle said that she was on drugs. And Nicole is like, excuse me, I'm going to sue you now because you're saying I'm a crack addict. And she went to lawyers and Mary said, oh no, if we're filming a show and we're talking about lawyers and this is outside of the show and there's a real lawsuit, I'm not going to court to testify. I'm walking out of the scene, just like David Yontep would do. Because when it comes to a lawsuit, I don't fuck around. There you go. There's a couple bits of drama. Um, I don't know. I wish New Jersey the best. I don't think it's going to be back anytime right, soon. Right. And I hope that I am wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, what else is keeping you up? And, you know, this whole thing, I interviewed Juicy and he talked about, you know, he says he knows for sure from an ex-FBI agent. Who? Who? What? Book, that, you know, the Gorgas were involved. And I said, you know, Melissa and Joe, and he implies Melissa too. 
it does come up at the reunion with Jacqueline and, you know, she told Teresa, I don't know. Talk to me. I just think think it's interesting that we're still talking about these. Juicy said on my show, I mean, I talked a lot about the feds that he's like, no, I mean, they were both involved in the feds. And I, he said, he said direct quote, I know this for a fact from an ex FBI agent. I mean, how does that work? If you're an ex agent, can you still get information on what's going on? I don't think so. Also, what does that mean though? Like, I mean, because they were probably subpoenaed at one point. So it's like, I mean, what are they going to do? What are Melissa and Joe supposed to do? Lie? And it's different. Like like knowing they were involved versus hanging out. Teresa's point on the reunion is like they were hanging out, which I get her point. Like that to me, look, if again, if I was put in jail and you had nothing to do with it, but you were hanging out with friends with dinner, movies, drinks with the people responsible for putting me in jail to me that would be enough. Like you were, what are you doing with them? Like that's ruined my life. I don't know. Did Joe ever say in the interview, oh, by the way, I was um, committing 41 counts of wire fraud and bad check writing. And uh, oh, maybe this was, um, and I had, I don't know how many years, 40 years to become an American citizen because I've been here since I was six months old, but I was too lazy to go do the paperwork. Did Juicy bring up any of this? We talked a lot about that. Um, his stance on it, I think, is almost polar opposite of yours. He said, what are you going to do? He said, listen, I mean, of course I did some things. Okay, you know, ta- he said taxes and things, you know, like whatever. And what? You're going to you're going to take someone whatever. away from their family because of taxes. He said he can't. Is not the Chrisleys, you know, it breaks my heart. Look, 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 look what they're doing to the poor woman. It breaks my heart. Like, I don't understand. Ooh, now, people- ooh, Julie Chrisley. Yes. You got to listen to this, this ethic interview. I'm going to listen. I'm so going Juicy to listen. had a lot of feelings about it that, you know, what are you going to do? Just taxes. And now here I am in the Bahamas, taxes and stuff. Um, So he does admit there were some tax issues, but no, he thinks that he thinks Jen Shaw did do the right thing by, he's like, when I was in this one and that one, let me tell you, he didn't cop a deal. 30 years, this one, no deal, 30 years. He's like, so the, the, that Shaw woman, yep, the, copping a deal, 30, she would have gotten 30 years. For what? For what? You know, a little bit here and there. I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, Bernie Madoff. He's such an old school fucking <laughs> con artist, you know? I mean, and I love Juicy. I love Fuck off. And, and, you know, it just blows my mind. And they all, they all come back to... You know, maybe, and you know what? Let's just play devil's advocate that Melissa and Joe turned him in. Well, maybe it weighed on Melissa and Joe to see Juicy screw person after person and, you know, go down the path of Juicy did to himself what, what is happening to his family. And what drives me fucking nuts are these people are narcissistic, but like Todd Chrisley. You know, they don't think about their children. He didn't think, of, oh, oh, text. Okay. Everybody from five years old on knows you don't fuck with the feds, period, ever, ever, ever. You will go to jail. We've seen it. It doesn't matter if you're Wesley Snipes, if you're Joe Blow, if you're the situation. Even like I just he's such a that's such a stupid answer. That's like even all these years later, it's like, what did Juicy learn from his nothing that he thinks it's the feds fault and Melissa and Joe? Maybe it weighed on them that, by the way, their own brother in law who had four daughters and P.S. was cheating on Teresa on camera. Maybe it finally weighed on them that this person is not a good person. Sorry. 
I mean, and they didn't want to be associated with them. And maybe I'm not, I, I highly doubt Melissa and Joe turned them in, but do if the FBI called you and said, Hey, you know, they start snooping around. You're going to lie to the FBI. You're going to jail too. If you do like, I mean, it's just Teresa and Joe. That's the only part I dislike about them so much. It's always everybody else's fault. Less her. I think she's kind of like owned it. And I give her a lot of credit. She's like, a breadwinner, you know, she's she's held it down for those girls. And I I want Louie to be such an upstanding guy because she deserves it. I'll listen to the Joe interview. Maybe I'll change my mind. But that's just such a, like, what did you learn then in jail? Nothing. Oh, you don't think you should be, you had all those years to become an American citizen. Then you could have, I mean, what's, what's that excuse? Well, Sarah, I think for all, a lot of people, 100% say the same thing you did. Now, I think all of the, people that you, all the fans you lost at the beginning for your stance on pride, you might've gained some of them. You might've gained like 90% of them back because a lot of people do agree with you, but it's not like Juicy and I just discussed this. It was a good 20 minutes about, because I asked, what do you think I, of Jen Shaw? Way, what do you think pride of the parade? I just posed the question. Is it, is it, I don't know. I mean, people could pose the question about me. Is it time for her to stop podcasting? I'm just, I'm just asking a debate question. Is it, is it, has it run its course? That's all. I don't know. Maybe all of LA was at the We Hope Gay Pride. I'm just asking. Like, it's a good discussion, right? I'd love to hear people's thoughts. That's all. Listen, I am not knocking you. I'm just, you know, but no, a lot of people agree with you about Juicy. Listen, I have when no you, I have When no you ask me my favorite involved. interviews of all times, when I say Brandy Glanville, Juicy, Juicy, Juicy is up there. I, You know what it is? I just love an authentic interview. So I love when like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Here I am. What are you going to do? Well, you're never going to see your daughters every single day in New Jersey again because of your own stupidity. Yeah, I, I think that's horrible. We talked about his feelings on Luis, his feelings on no prenup. We covered it all. So go and go and listen. That's a good one. And I don't say that about all my interviews, girlfriend. Um. True. There's been a few you've posted recently, and I haven't heard a follow up. So there you go, girlfriend. Um, do you think Erica Jane is too skinny? Listen, we had some. I mean, I've said this before. I do not judge people based on looks, but I truly feel there's no such thing as too rich or too thin. I do, and I'm a horrible person, but I'm just going to say that I'm being honest. I mean, listen, there's definitely no such thing as too rich, sweetheart. Sorry, not possible. I agree with that one. I went to the new Louis Vuitton store the other day in like East Hampton. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of threw myself at this guy that worked there. He was really cute. I mean, the good news is he's legal, so there's no charges that can be pressed, guys. He's a legal adult. After 18, people are legal. He looked young. Um, I could have spent like, I don't know, a million dollars in the Louis Vuitton store. It, I wanted everything. The point is, I don't know. No, I don't think she's too um skinny. I don't. She's she has a she has a show to perform for you and me. I I better I better get the emails out and we better coordinate this. I know we um, gotta we really do because it's gonna be coming up fast because she bet it all on blonde launches this fall. People are very concerned about her weight after the Jim Wilkes, you know, that's her attorney who's been helping her out. By the way, he put out a statement, he and his people and hers. They're not in a relationship, they say. In fact, Jim has a girlfriend, and Erica Ooh. is very good friends with Jim's girlfriend. Um, and Jim looks at Erica like a sister. 
and has either loaned her or given her $500,000 in legal services. Um, and he is completely helping out an old friend. But the picture in Vegas of her, I mean, she looks very thin. And we saw her at Homeless Not Toothless. And she, you know, I mean, she didn't look too thin in real life. She looked good. She didn't look like she should lose any more weight. I mean, I think she's on Ozempic, right? I mean, I've said this before and I will say it again. I am always in awe of people who land on their feet. That is just me. I am in. So, I mean, again, Kim Zolciak and a lot of the rest of Bravo, Erica needs to have a course. It's not even just about being a sugar babe. It's like, listen, she admits when you say, what's your type? She says, rich. I No shade. No shade. My girl, Rachel, you could tell who I'm friends with. I think she kind of says the same thing. I hope she does now that I'm revealing it here on this podcast. I don't think that's any. I mean, I don't, I mean, I say I want rich or I want young. I don't understand. Like, it's not that big a deal. I mean, I'm going to die alone. So don't even go by me. I mean, I'm going to be a lonely old person that nobody wants. I hope to have you get rich so we can like be flying private jet to do these podcasts. Listen, darling. So what is my point? Erica, I mean... <laughs> More power to her if there's nothing there and there's no pat in the puss with him and all she and he's just helping out an old friend. By all means, James Wilkie, be uh, you can be. I'll be your old friend. I'm always impressed with people that just Erica is a survivor. Danielle Staub is a survivor. I mean, she's not rolling in it. She's got some issues there with the money, but I like the people that just somehow fight through with the boxing gloves and just figure it out. But Erica Erica does it with money coming at her. And that's the best way to do it. Erica will land somebody. I don't think Jim's quite honestly wealthy enough. Um, I think, you know, Erica knows how to play the part. She's the ultimate LA sugar baby. I swear to God. You know, when we saw her at Homeless Not Toothless, I'm going to be honest, of all the women and and people like argue with me. They're like, she doesn't look natural, but no one wants, no one wants natural in Los Angeles. Like, She's she gorgeous. Looked, yeah. She looked the most movie star to me. Like I just, mm-hmm. I see her with a venture capitalist from Orange County. I just, she's going to land with someone that has real money who's been divorced two or three times. She's just going to live that Hollywood. She knows how to play the game. You know, Tom, taught her well um and tom would be proud of her he would be proud (laughs) look she will always love tom like i said she and she is up here in disguises going to that dementia home and she is seeing her tommy but she will land on top she even more than our girl you know sutton already has money and sutton looks kind of like you know she's already got the cash kyle does and mauricio so handsome and sweet you know i mean and by the, the way, movie star, like she and just, by the way, how hard is it to be? I mean, a sugar babe in your fifties, like that is even like makes it even more impressive. It's just, I I'm she's, she's had the ultimate training though. I mean, you know, you think about for 15 years, she, or 10 or 15 years, she followed Tom all around the world. She did what Tom wanted to do. And then whether their agreement changed or was always that from the beginning, I mean, she morphed into, and quite honestly, I think Tom was madly in love with her too. Although I don't know. I mean, I guess he did cheat on her with pretty in-depth affairs. I mean, that judge, he like bought the apartment for in Santa Monica. I mean, that wasn't just a I'm going to fuck you because you're hot. I mean, they, they were quite involved. So he 
I don't are know. living maybe. complicated lives. Honey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to get in Tom's head. Like maybe Tom was in love with her and then he wasn't. I don't know. But he provided that lifestyle. Do you think Raquel Levis is going to come back next season? Mm-hmm. Tom is, and so is Ariana. That that I know. Wait, They'll wait, figure wait, it out. Wait, you've changed your mind. You think Ariana's coming back? I thought we advised her not to come back. I still advise her not to come back, but I think she's going to be back. I still think the world is going to turn on her. I still think people already are starting to say they're very uncomfortable from that reunion we watched a few weeks ago where she... You know, it were, it, not her, where they all just berated, hated, you know, death threats towards Tom and, you know, poo-poo heads and mustache worms. And people are, look at our comments, go into Instagram, go into you. So people are already do not hate Tom and Raquel's. But I mean, do you, I wonder, do you think, I'm really torn. You know, I just predicted Ew. New Jersey. I yeah. mean, although, you know, I have my thoughts, you might have a point too, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't see if if Raquel is going to come back. I just can't tell. Like she, she's so in her own world that I almost don't think she's like a smart businesswoman. Like Lala's smart, you know, send it to Daryl. James has got the t-shirts going. According to James on the reunion, he makes more money doing a DJ, being a DJ than, I mean, honey, you're not no Paulie D or Paris Hilton, but sure. You know, I think he makes money. Like, I mean, Ariana. Well, he is, will from this season. You know, I mean, when you book James Kennedy for your event. I mean, oh, be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's making bank now for sure. Honey, I would have booked James Kennedy before for my DJ. I can't afford Paris or Paulie. Um... I would, I would, I don't know. Something tells me Raquel is not going to be that. I think that's how they're going to get Ariana. I think the compromise is going to be on bended knees. Here's all this money. You have to be okay filming with Tom. We'll get rid of our, you know, sign right now. If you sign right now in the next three seconds, we'll let, sadly, Raquel is the scapegoat in this whole thing. The next season could go on just fine without Raquel Levis. Just fine. They'll do it. They will do it. We all want to hear from her. I agree. I want to hear from her. I want her back. She might be back. But I think if you have to do a compromise with Ariana, she will be the scapegoat. It's sad, actually. I think one of our listeners wrote in the comments that Raquel should write a book or something. I am Rachel. (laughs) And I was like, actually, I love that theory. Like, don't do the show, you know, go to rehab or whatever, get therapy and then write I am Rachel like a book and go on tour, I kind of feel like maybe she should do that. I, I know I agree with you all of a sudden, my gut, I think after seeing the reunion, I don't think she's back either. I just, there's something, there's something off there. And I think the only way she's redeemed and has interest is almost taking a season off writing this book. I am Rachel, maybe even doing like this podcast book tour And then she comes back with some reflection and she's dating somebody entirely different out of the group. She's just like, there's no business sense there. Like, it's like, she can't have a podcast on her own. She can't turn on the mic and talk to us every week. I'm not even trying to be mean. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I'll do one with her too. I mean, I don't know. I I just don't know. I think it's, it's, it's sad to me that- She's the scapegoat. I mean, I don't feel sorry for her, but I just, I'm starting to think that she won't be, that she like won't be back. I'm starting to feel that. 
I, 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 which actually I think is such a bad move. I feel like people should have, I, I hope that Ariana's PR team tuned into the episode where you gave the prediction, because I think you're right. I think Ariana shouldn't come back. Raquel should come back with Tom. We should see them, you know, still trying to figure their shit out or whatever. I think that would have been the play, but something in my gut says you're this other theory is the right one that Ariana's back. Tom's back and no Raquel. I think Ariana could be, I mean, not tit for tap, but like the way Bethany, I mean, she really secretly wants to be back on the Housewives, but the way that we do think of Bethany as bigger than Housewives, I think that could be Ariana with Vanderpump. I mean, I'm not saying she's going to come up with Skinny Girl and sell it and make $120 million. I just think that she feels above the show to me. That's all. That is all that I am saying. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, what loving else? You. You. What else can I can I? You're loving me and leaving me. Well, right. We're wrapping up. What other thing? We are. What, it's time to wrap thing? up. Okay, guys. Sarah said the boss says it's time to wrap up. So I mean, I gotta I gotta wrap this up now. Um, yeah, I guess there's really nothing else. Um, I mean, is there another topic? I mean, is there is there anything else? I mean, I have to say takes a lot for me to get excited by some of these Bravo shows. I'm willing to hear everyone's thoughts on what is good. Can we resurrect this season of RHOA? Are we excited for RHONY? Are we excited for RHOC? I am keeping an open mind. Again, nothing would make me happier than to be obsessed with something the way I was obsessed with Lisa Rinna last season on RHOBH. Loved it. Guys, we listen. Here's a we'll leave on a positive note. We don't talk about Erica and Tom as much as we used to. We mm-hmm. don't talk about Lisa. And I don't mean we, me and Sarah. I mean us. We're in this together. We are going to move past the scandal, guys. I, it's already started. I promise you this will fade. Hang in there, everybody. Hang in there. The minute it fades, trust me, Sarah, Sarah and I... I don't see more it. than happy to not talk about it. Unfortunately, yeah. I just don't see I just don't see anything, especially with Rena and Kathy gone. I don't see anything. And now Jen Shaw. What oh, I know one last topic. What did you make of a new report from Jen Shaw's either former assistant that says Meredith Marks is the only person from the uh Salt Lake City cast that has visited um jen that the family keeps a spreadsheet of you know you can go on like a google doc you can go sign up actually we ought to see if we can get that get on it go visit her so you can sign up to go and the only person on that ledger has been meredith nobody else keeps in touch thoughts i mean a not shocked b you know, I support, listen, Meredith has been such an ally to the LGBTQIA community before. Like Meredith is, she doesn't do things for like performative allyship and just for show. So the fact that she came together with Jen and 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 is really standing by her as a friend, I support it. That's what I would want my friend to do if, if you know, when I'm carted off to jail for God knows what, stand by me, man. So, you know, I, I like it. I have to be honest. I like it. I'm not shocked. Who else is going to go visit her? Heather? Oh, please. Really? I thought Heather was more sincere than that. Yeah. 
I thought Heather would have gone to see her. I mean, Heather really rode for her until like the last episode of the season. Heather's a housewife, honey. I think she's all about Heather. Okay. Wow. I really, I'm shocked about Heather. I thought Heather, a little shocked about our girl, Lisa Barlow too. I mean, Lisa was uh, a friend. But they've had a lot of differences. They've had a lot of differences. I mean, it doesn't shock me. It doesn't, you know? So I'm like, yeah, good for Meredith. Listen, I support, you know how I feel. I support anyone that stands by a friend and I would support and stand by a friend. Do you believe Like if my friend, if my friend were Jen Shaw, all these horrible things that she's done, I would be there for her and I wouldn't care about anything else. My loyalty would be to my friend. That would be me. So I support it. What were you going to say? Well, do you believe the assistant who says that they don't think that Jen wants to be back on reality TV, that she's just completely focused on fresh start? I know. No. I'm like that. I feel like it's so full of shit. There is the. They're so full of shit. But I mean, I do because I I criticize Jen so much. I might give Jen more credit than I give Todd and Julie Chrisley as far as like a chance. Like if someone said who is going to be redeemed first, Todd Chrisley or Jen, as far as like a real coming to Jesus with themselves, I would say Jen. Oh, I agree with that. I do agree with that. I just. I think, I mean, you know, Andy Cohen, right, on the book tour came out and basically said the reason we didn't see her on the finale was Jen came to Bravo and wanted a ser- wanted a series of following her, her own series of following her to go to jail. And, you know, and that was the requirement. So I don't know. I just doesn't to- sound like that's a woman who's done with reality TV in the spotlight. No. no. She was trying to negotiate with Andy Cohen as she is going off to jail. You do a special on me and I'll come to the reunion. That was her play. And they were like, bye. You don't know. This we don't is what people anymore. don't realize. Everybody thinks that their story is so interesting. It doesn't work that way. These are ensemble shows. It's like what you and I always say. Bring your B game. B, B plus, game. And you will stay on the show forever. Kyle Richards. Dolores. Dolores. Fucking Catania. Everyone says she's boring. Switzerland. Dolores has played her hand perfectly. Why would Crystal Kong Minkoff perfectly? Garcelle and Sutton, they rise up and will give it to you when they need to. But other than that, let someone else drive the bus. These are housewives that are doing it perfect you bring Ooh, that you a game Uh-oh, bring that medley. a game dorinda medley you go over the fucking cliff potomac that sounds like candy gal could be headed for a cliff our candy gal oh i mean this is an interesting one you have a bunch of people that don't do anything so i don't know this might be an exception here karen huger i think plays it really pretty well she doesn't go wild and crazy and you don't really know anything about her i don't know Robin Dixon still is standing. I mean, guys, when well, you for this stand season. out for this season, I don't know. But I mean, I say Dolores, Crystal, everyone who thought Crystal was going to get fired. I was like, Crystal isn't getting fired. No way. She's why there's no reason to fire her. She's she's just it's just enough. Do just enough to get that check again. It's Dolores. It's Crystal. That's how you play the game. You want to stand out like Vicky or Dorinda or Lisa Rinna? Nope, it ain't. It's not going to go well. It's not. I'm sorry. All right. I'm loving you and leaving <sighs> you. Um, everybody can uh, 
me at the Sarah Fraser. The show. ads, the ads, book us for ads. Oh, God. Brilliant Earth just booked us. You've probably simultaneously heard Brilliant Earth. They are an ethical diamond and jewelry company. You can go to brilliantearth.com. You can pick out your engagement ring right there. You can search exactly where the diamond is made. You can have a lab-grown diamond if you would prefer that at an even more affordable price. Brilliant and Earth. I told Ariana she should go there. I know she should. With Daniel. With her new man, Daniel. Um, if you would like to advertise like Brilliant Earth has with Behind the Velvet Rope and the Sarah Fraser Show, email the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com for rates. If you would like to reach almost a million listeners a month, honey, we have more downloads combined than an episode of RHOA, which seems- We have over a million combined. And we have numbers. You know, if you're going to advertise with us, we give you real numbers, guys. We give you real numbers, 110% plus you'll appear on our social media. Uh, We know many of you work for incredible companies or own them yourselves. The Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. And follow Behind the Velvet Rope everywhere. And we love you. Bye, on. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.